Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, your hostess without the mostest, and with me as always, his name does not spell Mike forwards and backwards, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it does, it's not, it's not a, what is it, an anagram? What's the, palindrome. Palindrome. Sorry. Which the title of this film is a palindrome on purpose. It, I believe it's the only reason why it's called Tenet. <laughs> I mean, I, there's I've, plenty of words that are palindromes. I, 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 you just think it, they've chose this one? Well, when, when else do they ever reference it in the film other than one scene? Ever. It's like two or three, but yeah, okay, all right. All right, see, I win. <laughs> all right, yes, I win. I win. All right, kids, well, uh, Mike, what do you think? Should I do a little business first? Yeah, dude, uh, let's let's talk about some uh, giveaways. All right, so for those of you who uh, have been listening to our podcast, we had a giveaway last week. We still have a couple codes for those of you who want to get in on it. But uh, we had our listeners write in for a free copy of The Vanished, a digital download. They needed to tell us their favorite beer. Mike, uh, would you like to hear some? Absolutely, Matt. All right, all right. Now, this is all from our listeners. Here's uh, a few. Uh, Pacifico. Coors Light. Bigfoot Ale. I believe that's the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. That's one of your favorites, right? It is. It is part of the Sierra Nevada. Uh, one of my favorite brewing companies, and it is seasonal right now. Pumpkin Porter. So get out there, get yourself a Four Peaks Pumpkin Porter. And then, of course, another freaking one that Mike loves: Stone IPA. Ooh. And everyone knows my favorite beer. Well, I have lots of favorite beers, but my tippy tippy top, if the only thing I could drink for the rest of my life, it would be Four Peaks Kilt Lifter. Definitely. I really like their uh, their Rattle on Red, though. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good drinkable, uh, hot-temperatured beer, you know, when it's hot outside. Mike, uh, what's your f- overall favorite beer, like, ever? Ooh, man. Matt, that's a hard question. Um... We asked our listeners. You can do it. Come on. It's probably it's probably Stones and Joy Buy. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, so now that we have business from last week out of the way, again, if you want a free code for uh, The Vanished, hit us up, email us, send us your favorite beer to nerds at realfilmnerds.com or Mike or Matt at realfilmnerds.com. This week, we're giving away a free copy of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Everyone asks, why are we giving away free copies of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho? Well, this week, released from the studio, the Alfred Hitchcock Classics Collection is available on 4K Ultra HD combo pack with Blu-ray and digital codes from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. The collection includes, for the very first time, the original, never-released, uncut version of Psycho. Ooh. Universally recognized as the master of suspense, the legendary Alfred Hitchcock directed some of cinema's most thrilling and forgettable classics. 
The collection includes four iconic films from the acclaimed director's illustrious career, including Rear Window, Vertigo, Psycho, and The Birds in stunning 4K. Dude, you know it must have been tough to do that because you know they would take the original film and they have to remaster it to do it in 4K because the original oh, yeah. scans are not that high. Yeah, no, no. It, it must be tough. But th- those are excellent movies uh, by Alfred Hitchcock. I've, I've seen all of them. Um, he's, he's definitely a master at his art. It's surprising how good he can just build that suspense. Like if if some of the directors today would just, I don't know, I don't know. This essential collection features hours of bonus features, as well as the original uncut version of Psycho for the first time ever. This collection will this collection with collectible disc book packaging includes hours of bonus features such as documentaries, expert commentaries interviews screen tests and more man that sounds pretty neat i i think i'm gonna pick my myself up a copy of uh that i mean just to get those in 4k that's amazing dude i kind of want it in 4k i checked out how much it was on amazon uh amazon granted it literally dropped today it came out today september 8th tuesday because you know new movies typically come out on tuesdays uh just like video games and everything like that right they typically drop on yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, 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 yeah. I if mean, I remember right, it's been a while since I bought a video game. I haven't had time to play the ones I have. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like things have changed a little bit, but yeah, I think for the most part, things come out in like Tuesday, and yeah, so they're ready to be on sale on Friday. Well, anyways, I looked on Amazon, and it was, I believe, like sixty bucks for the whole thing, and that's not bad. No, that's not bad. But if you want a chance to win a free copy of Psycho. Here's what you got to do. Mysterious Mike Town, as all of you know that have listened to the pod before, is a huge horror movie fan. I am. And in the month of October, which is coming up real soon, Mike, we got to start figuring out what movies we are going to review for this year's annual Harvest Horror Fest. So what we're asking our listeners to do is write in, send us your vote, on what Alfred Hitchcock movie you would like Mike and I to do for this year's Harvest Horror Fest. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited about doing that. I think that's a great idea. Uh, What better way to honor this new uh, release of these uh, awesome movies and remastering uh, than to review one of his uh, awesome movies. Uh, He was one of the greats. And uh, I can't wait to uh, rewatch one of these movies. We would not have horror films slash sci-fi because horror and sci-fi kind of run together in a lot of things. We would not have the kind of horror and sci-fi films we do today without the great Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, he was just a master at his craft, much like Christopher Nolan, director and writer of Tenet. He was just amazing. He was able to get the most amazing stars. He was able to get just awesome performances. Such good movie making. Well, all right, Mike. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Wait, it's never regular. It is scheduled sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Mike. So Real Film Nerds episode number 187. I made sure to say it this time because I did not say it in the last podcast at all. Oops. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's wonderful when I'm sitting there editing and I'm like, oh no, I forgot something. Oh well. Did you just edit yourself saying it like randomly? Like no. one, one <laughs> eight six. No, I try not to do that. <laughs> I try not to do that, Mike. <laughs> but all right, so episode number one hundred and eighty seven, Christopher Nolan's tenth film, also named Tenet. Mike, give us the rundown. All right, man. Love to. Uh, so this was uh, directed and written by uh, Christopher Nolan, starring uh, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth uh, Debicki, and it's about uh, armed uh, with only one word, tenant, and fighting for a survival of the entire world. A, pro- a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold into something beyond real time. Mike, thoughts? Um, you know, I was really on on Team Edward. Uh, you know, Robert Pattinson. Uh, that's that's the Sparkle Vampire for for some other people who are fans of a certain vampire series. Everybody loves Sparkles. Do 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 you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Oh yeah, I saw all of them in the theater. All oh, of them. Matt, you do know about Twilight, huh? Oh yeah, I I had to go to all of them in the theater. Because the lady I was dating at the time was a huge Twilight fan. So I literally went to every single one of them in the theater. It was awful. And I was not Team Edward. <laughs> okay. Dude, team the Jacob. wolves were cool, man. Team, <laughs> team Jacob all the way. Come on. <laughs> giant freaking wolves. I mean, giant wolves. All the vampires did was fly and sparkle. Whoopity doo. All right. Um,. No, uh, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. The only part that's a little bit weak for me in my eyes was um, uh, John uh, David Washington, uh, who's credited as the protagonist. Uh, I wanted him to have some sort of backstory, and I had nothing. Or emotion. That would have been nice, too. Um... He had some emotions. I not, think. not so much the actors, but our emotional ties to the characters. How's that? Okay. Because by not having a backstory, not knowing where he's going, not knowing where he's been, who really cares? I guess that's true a little bit. Matt, right, you're not going to change my mind on this movie. I'm so not going to change. No. <laughs> no, you just save it for the pod. <laughs> I'm not going to change your mind, but I'm going to argue my points. I'm not saying this is a bad movie. This is a good movie. It is definitely not Christopher Nolan's best film, though. I I really like Inception. I really like Memento. I really like, you know, his Batman films. Uh, this one, for me, is below all of those. The only redeeming fact in this film, for me, is the uh, stunts, man. The, the epic, epic, realistic special effects. Because... Th- it's almost a hundred percent practical. Like they really crashed a freaking airplane into a building. They really did that. Yeah. Yeah. That looked like it was real. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they did that. I know Christopher Nolan. He does these things. That's nuts. That was cool. Yeah. 90% of the effects are practical and even, uh, not, it's not so much of a spoiler. You can see it in the trailers, but even when the fighting scenes that are going backwards and not forwards, it's all practical. I mean, this stuff blew my mind. Like that's the 
in my book, that is the most important, cool aspect of this whole film is the practical effects. They're just mind-blowing. They really are. The effects were amazing. There was never did I question anything was real. It was so good. The acting is excellent. John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth DeBecky, and um oh what's oh, yeah. his name? Uh Kenneth, Kenneth uh, uh, yeah. Brano. Yeah. Was fantastic. Absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah, fantastic. I think Robert Pattinson probably did the best job out of all of them, which uh pains me to say. I, I don't like dislike the guy, but again, he, because of his ties to Twilight so hardcore, you know, it's hard to take him super, super seriously. But he's a serious good actor. He really is. And you get to see some of his decent chops in this film. Yeah, Matt, um this is off subject, but did you see the movie The Lighthouse? I have not watched it yet. I would like to watch it. I've heard it's incredible, but it's also really trippy. I have not had the time to sit down and watch it. Man, uh, I watched that in the theater, and it is really trippy, but it was good. And uh, Robert Pattinson had an amazing role in that. It's it's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson only, and it was awesome. Yeah, it's like a two-person play, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah, I need to sit down and watch it. I wanted to see it in the theaters, but it never came up here. It was always down in the valley because it was such a small film. Yeah, I, I think I saw it the week that I could see it. And then um, that came out this year, right? When when did that come out? I, 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 I think it was that... late last year because it was in the running for the Oscars. And oh, okay. remember... Yep. Willem Dafoe didn't even get nominated. Everybody thought that was the biggest slap in the face to him. It's a really good movie. It's it's strange. It's it's trippy, but I I really liked it. I don't know. I liked everything about how they did it and stuff. But I don't want to throw us too much off topic. You know, today it's a movie. It's not super off topic, but we do have a lot to discuss about Tenet. So being that, Mike, um, you're looking around. Are you trying to find your beverage? I am trying to find my beverage, Matt, and that was an excellent segue. So, what are you drinking today, Matt? <sighs> well, thank you for asking, Michael. I am continuing my drinkage of beers that came in the mail from the... Uh, Malt of the Earth Monthly Beer Club. This is a little beer from the Ale Asylum out of Madison, Wisconsin. And it's uh, very timely to go with this film. It's spelled F-V-C-K-COVID. Well, we all know what it really means. It's saying, you know, fuck COVID. It is a German Pilsner. It is 4% alcohol. And it is uh, 28 on the international bittering units. Nice, nice. Uh, that that that's a very creative name. Um, I, I I would imagine there's quite a few of those beers about to be brewed. Um, if 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 they can survive uh, in in my neck of the woods, uh, breweries are having a hard time because they've been forced to shut down. That that's basically what this is. It even has an asterisk after it saying, uh, also hoarders. And I take offense to hoarders because, I mean, you know me, I'm a hoarder. 
but not a hoarder of toilet paper. I just go outside. Oh, you can't see the label. I'll show you the label I can't in a see minute. The label. No, no, it's all. Yeah, it's but, all. I know. I have my background on still. Okay, Mike, what IPA are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking uh, a uh, IPA called uh, Basement. And uh, it is a pretty good, pretty good IPA. It's out of a um, Skullflow uh, Brewing, uh, S-C-O-F-F-L-A Brewing Company. Recently went on vacation and uh, found this one. So just trying it out. Here you go. Here's the label just to show oh, you. Oh, yeah, dude. I like that. Ah, oh, that's, a, that's a cool yeah. label. And then let's see if I can. There. There's a little asterisk on the bottom. Nice. And it is definitely a Pilsner. It is definitely hoppier than I would like, but it's not. I know. I heard those horrible. IBUs. 38? No, 28. Oh, 28. Yeah. So, so the bitterness you know uh that that's a little bit high man i think you like yours around 20 or less yeah at least that if not even more well all right mike that means it is time for my question the best question of all the namesake of our pod mike how does christopher nolan's tenant his 10th film relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, Matt. So, I was uh, hoping this wasn't going to be a tough one, and it, it wasn't. Uh, Elizabeth uh, DeBecky was also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um she was a uh, cat in Tenet, and she was one of those gold people in in uh, Volume Two. You know that were hunting uh, Star Lord and, and and the Guardians. Yeah, the gold people. Mm-hmm. Yep, that like never left their planet, but controlled all these badass spaceships. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Well, all right, Mike. Nice job. Nice job. And that's one of the main characters. So I think you should get bonus points for the main character. One of the main uh, characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do, does that mean I get one of those free codes, Matt? You know what, Mike? What's your favorite beer? Oh, wait. You said us. You told us what your favorite beer was. But uh, uh, I guess yes. technically I can give you one for Psycho just because uh, <laughs> you usually pick most of the Harvest Horror Fest films just because that's like your thing. Like, I know you love it. But this year, you know what I, I want to do. do this year for Harvest Horror Fest is uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the other one. Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. Yeah, we haven't done a Friday the 13th yet. Did we do... We did, like, the first one, didn't we? No, I don't think I don't, we did any of them. I don't think so. Do, do you... Would, now, Matt, Friday the 13th, would it be, like, the original and then the new one? Or would it be just the one? Like, because there's the a remake. There's a remake that kind of includes three movies. I kind of would want to do the original with Kevin Bacon. Yes, Kevin Bacon <laughs> is in the first one. The original's really good. It was his very first film. It it was it was actually really good. And uh, basically, after that, uh, the 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 money uh, that was rolling in made people make some bad decisions. Yeah, just like what happened with Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Exactly. In a lot like of those f- 80 horror movies. The, the the first the first one is genuinely good. Like like look at Saw. Like Saw is a modern day Friday the 13th or um um Nightmare on Elm Street. They made one. It's awesome, right? Really good. Good story. Great. Then they made two, then they made three, then they made four, then they made five, then they made six. <laughs> so it's like, and it's all the same stuff over and over and over again. You're like, well, I guess he did die a little bit differently with that saw. They Disneyed it. They they Disneyed <laughs> it. They just found something that sells and they beat it like a dead horse until there was no more horse and no more blood. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, the main character actually dies, I think, three times in the movie and still comes back. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's almost like Fast and Furious stuff. They kill the character. Bullet in head. Came back the next next movie. Totally fine. Abnesia. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, maybe she just had a metal plate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's the soap opera thing. Like, oh, shouldn't have done that to that character. Let's bring it back. Okay, Mike, so let me get us back on Tenet because we have a lot to discuss. So for those of you who do not know our pod or have returned to our pod and forget we do this, this is now where we spoil the film. So if you don't want to know anything about Tenet and you want to go watch it, turn off now. Okay, Mike, go ahead. All right, Matt. So obviously there's some things you didn't like about this movie, but it was so good. It was so good. Dude, the dialogue was rough, man. The dialogue was rough if you could hear it. I don't understand why they had these ominous tones over everything, including the dialogue when people were in like masks. When they're like on the other side, there's the tones are going, they got a mask over their face. Turn down the music. The the sound mixing was just bad. It was really bad. I want to hear the dialogue. That's what Christopher Nolan's, you know, that's an integral part of his films. Matt, you didn't like these weird womp, womp, womp when they're trying to talk? Is that weird for you? It's weird that I want to hear the fucking dialogue? Yeah, I guess it's weird that I bang to go to a movie and I want to hear dialogue instead of womp, womp, you know, every fucking five minutes. Hey, with that, that theater surround, you felt it. I don't I have Dolby it. Atmos like you, man. We don't have Atmos here in Prescott. I wish we did. That would be amazing. Well, all right. Um, I see your point a little bit on that. There were there were there were some obviously kind of odd placements of some of the uh, sound design. I don't know why they wanted you to have the the weird weird just tones, like just loud tones. Well, it's one of the things Christopher Nolan needs to work on. So that's one of my issues with the film. The other one I said was you know just the dialogue in general. It could have been better. Uh, I don't like how much like you that we don't have much of a backstory for john david washington uh robert pattinson we at least get a little bit and then one part that really really bothered me was how elizabeth debecky is basically being physically emotionally and mentally abused like throughout the whole freaking movie i mean i understand that's like a major plot point for her character but dude it was brutal to watch on the big screen just constant yeah, well, it helps solidify why she's motivated to work with these guys who she's not really trusting, but at this point, she's just desperate. 
and I felt like that helped that I mean it, it was a it was rough to watch and we didn't see as much of it as they talk about but it was enough that's a good point Mike I didn't think about that because here are these guys she's never met before and she's taking a huge risk on it but she's willing to do anything to get away from this oligarch drug mule not drug but um munitions mule dude that is using her child and like lording him over her you know like if you don't do what i say even after i beat the shit out of you i'm still gonna take your son away from you kind of thing so i could see that that's a good point mike as far as yeah the uh character development matt uh you know I would have loved to see a little bit more of our protagonist, just something. Like, does the guy have a family? Does anybody care about him? Like, this guy just disappears and does things, and, and there's just money. Like, there's just some things that were just very, like, I mean, just go with it. And, and I did. But, you know, all of a sudden he's supposed to dress in this nice suit and be this very wealthy person, which he doesn't do very well, and, and it shows. Like, they're... <laughs> I did kind of like that the the poshiness like when he goes into that like um I don't know gentleman's club I think it was in England or yeah I, I don't know it where it was somewhere. exactly uh, I would yeah, guess yeah, probably would, England but yeah yeah he goes into gentleman's club and they're they're not happy with him no no they are <laughs> not they're like yeah you're really pulling off being a rich dude no you're 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 failing <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That whole scene was pretty good. It was just a small scene, but it was still pretty good where he's like, uh, yeah, can you box that up for me? And they're like, uh, no, we can't. He's like, okay, see ya. He just walks out. One one of the uh, fun scenes, or I thought it was kind of fun, was uh, when he first meets uh, Kat, uh character, and she's like, uh, they're going to go take you out and beat the crap out of you, and you're, I'll probably never see you again. He's like, you might be surprised. And and when he ended up being escorted out and stuff and he took those guys down, I was like, man, that was that was impressive. I don't think we really saw a lot of that fighting skill the rest of the movie. But that was really neat. That was a neat little like scene. Yeah, that kitchen fighting scene was really, really, really well done. It was really good. It was uh, not over the top. It was he used the in- implements and instruments and utensils to their maximum effect to literally take out like five or six guys. It was it was great. It was really well done. One question I have though is, so John David Washington's character, the protagonist, he doesn't even earn a freaking name again. That emotional disconnect. Is he working for the CIA? Like, where is he getting his money for all this? Dude, huge questions. I I mean, you just kind of have to do with the, my, I, 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 I believe. I mean, I there's lots of things in this movie that I really like. Like, the scene where they go and drop him off at a... Uh, a uh, ocean windmill that's that's generating power that was cool and then he's like working out and then they come pick him up or whatever because he's supposed to be posing as a, a a worker who was on that particular thing um i loved it because it was just visually just amazingly stunning it was unique but then i was like why 
and how would you just be like, okay, I'm going to go do this now. Like, okay. Like, I, I don't know. There's just certain things, you know, like even, even that beginning scene, Matt, the, uh, the, the opera house. I don't really know what happened there. I think that's a, a <laughs> sad factor of this whole film. At least the first hour. Um, the first hour is extremely, extremely confusing. And this is definitely one of those films where I know I'm going to watch it at least two or three more times. Not now. I will wait till it comes out on Blu-ray to watch it a couple more times. I'm going to be selective when I go to the theater. But I definitely want to watch it a couple more times since I've seen it all the way through. I know what it's about. Now I know for certain things to look for. But until you hit the point where they start going heavily back in time, which is probably about an hour, hour and 20 minutes through the film, it's confusing as hell. But the instant that starts happening and they start going back in time through the first half of the movie, it starts making a heck of a lot more sense. And even in that opera scene, if you go back and look later on, the opera scene has one of the operatives that's decked out in black has that same little washer and orange um, string on it that Robert Pattinson's character had when he, at from the end scene. You know, the end scene where they're underground? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. One um, of the guys lying on the ground that, that, yeah. that helped save his life, uh, John David Washington's life, had that on his back just like that scene. Interesting, interesting. Um, I did catch... There, there, there was a f- couple times, and it was more... Uh, towards the end when things were getting more and more uh, reverse forward that I was like, huh, that's interesting. Why is that mirror broken? Yeah, I caught and that then, right off the bat. Yeah. And then and then then it, it, it revealed itself. So I thought that was really cool filmmaking where it's very subtle. It's in the shot and then it explains itself not too too long. So I thought that was really cool. Like foreshadowing stuff like classic filmmaking i i I love that dude that's typical nolan with his time traveling inception you know kind of stuff he he's done that on a lot of stuff easter eggs all over the place you know i love it it's 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 he's a master of what he does he really is no one no one does films quite like him especially the stories they're super unique Uh, yeah so that is one thing uh, matt bringing up the story i know the story isn't what you would want a hundred percent but i love seeing something super original just coming out like no sequels no nothing like he just inceptioned this up it's original to a point mike it's original the way they do it but the base story is still something you would just see out of like a james bond film which there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's fine but it's not, you know, it's good guy, bad guy, bad guy's going to blow up the world, need to stop bad guy. Yeah, 100%. I it's mean, all the other stuff thrown in can, that makes it interesting. You, you, can, you can 100% agree, you know, uh, the last Mission Impossible, I don't even remember which, what, what the name of it was. Fallout, I think. Fallout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fallout, you know, same story over and over, but... The action in that movie was just ridiculous. It was awesome. Yeah, I watched Mission Impossible for the action. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I, I, yeah, I see your point, Matt. But I, I enjoy watching something that's just so original and not based on anything like we seem to have gotten in this kind of rut where there's not as much original stuff, not as many neat ideas. And I feel like they just let Christopher Nolan do whatever he wants because he's been so successful. And that's neat. Yeah, dude, they throw him a giant plank check. And he's been extremely successful with most of his films. I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But I just think some of his other works are way, way better. There's just issues. There's issues here and there that he could have fixed. And, you know, my my rating will reflect that. I'm not as harsh as you. Well, I like this one. So we'll see if we have the same score. Well, okay then. Mike, go for it. What what are you rating uh, Christopher Nolan's 10th film, Tenet? I just like to keep saying that. I know you do say, <laughs> yeah, his 10th film, Tenet, like... <laughs> Get it? There's 10, and this is 10. And this is it. <laughs> ah, jeez. All right. Um, I, I give this four reels out of five, man. See, this is the problem. I sit here, and I talk about it, how I didn't like this, and I didn't like that. But just because, you know, I, I still like it, I give it three and a half. Which, if it was you, and you were like, oh, well, I didn't like this, and I didn't like this, you'd be like, it's a one. Well, I'm not going to get that extreme. It still was a fun, good movie. It still had its moments, a lot of moments. But it, I don't think I've given out ones. For me, it's like a little bit above average. Dude, You, I'm pretty sure you've given out ones. Maybe maybe one or two. Dude, once. there was one time, I don't remember, was it Mortal Engines where you were trying to give a half? I think it was a half. <laughs> it, it might have been, dude. I was so pissed that I was at that movie. I was like, I paid for this. Me too. I really hoped that was going to be good. I was so mad. So mad. Oh, well. The world building was the best part of that film. So, okay, Mike, next it week was. is your pick. What are we watching next week, Mike? Um, Uh-oh. The pressure's on. I am not sure, Matt. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't thought about it, honestly. Oh, well, poop. I don't know. Do you want to go to the movie theater again? I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, it's it's hard for me with uh, the baby and stuff, but uh, also, you know, COVID and things. Um, well, the only other movie that's new that's out that even interests me a little bit is getting horrific reviews. So I'm sure no one will be there because when I went and watched Tenet here on a Saturday afternoon, uh, me and Stacy were the only ones in there beside a uh, father and son completely empty one of the biggest theaters in prescott completely empty except for the four of us uh my my viewing of tenant was not quite the same uh there was a handful of people in there uh i would say less than less than 20 uh and the way that the theater was implementing the social distancing um there's lots of lots of open spaces in fact this this is a slight complaint coming from 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 mysterious Mike. I went there on an empty stomach, hoping to get some some good concession foods, help the theater out. Oh right? no, the concessions were closed. No, no, they they were open, but they only had popcorn and hot dogs. I was hoping to get like a pizza. They sometimes have sandwiches, different things. 
all that stuff was closed, which was disappointing. That's odd. And I, it was reflected in my review because they immediately sent me a survey. How was your experience? <laughs> Dude, that's odd. Because, yeah, um, granted, we don't have all those fancy things. That, they only have that stuff at Harkins here. So we went to Picture Show. But uh, uh, we got Stacy her large popcorn and my dollar hot dog. And uh, it was delightful, you know. It was fine. And the popcorn was actually good. Most of the time, the popcorn at Picture Show sucks because they usually make it first thing in the morning and they don't refresh it like all day. So it's stale as shit. What? Dude, that's terrible. Uh, When Seth and I first started this podcast, Seth refused to go to Picture Show because the popcorn. That was the only reason. Everything else was fine except for the popcorn. (laughs) And he would not go. So we would go to Arkansas for our first movies. We did that. So. All right, Mike. Well, uh, back to what I was going to say. I mean, we can go see New Mutants. You know, that's brand new. That's out in the theaters, and no one is seeing it because it's getting destroyed by the critics. The the uh, the box office says it's doing. I mean, okay. I mean, uh, oh oh, Matt. We sh- I guess we should talk about that a little bit. Uh, the box office. Tenant won the box office. Woo! Surprise. Um, it made uh twenty point two million. Uh, over the weekend which is pretty good during the pandemic and they considering i guess new york and la were closed pretty much yeah well california is pretty much completely closed yeah yeah so like they're not allowed to go to the movies in both those states i think right now and then uh new mutants made three million so it's number two and then unhinged made uh 1.8 million and then matt bill and ted face the music Made seven hundred and seventy three k, dude. It's still making money. I I sent you that story though. Um, that it did like three hundred million on like video on demand or something. Like its first weekend, something ridiculous like that. No way, it did. That's what that story was that I sent you. It like just killed on like video on demand. Like everybody bought it. Everybody. It's uh, it's all of us us people of similar age who are like. Yeah, we're just going to watch it. Yeah, dude, it's Bill and Ted. It's amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. It was good. I, I Loved is, might be a strong word, but I enjoyed it. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Okay, Mike, well, um, let's do this so we don't keep our listeners sitting here waiting for you to decide on what we're going to do next week. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm throwing new mutants out there. I'm sure there's something new on Netflix or Amazon besides The Boys and Cobra Kai. Those are both TV shows. <laughs> I'm watching both of them. They're both great. I knew both of them were going to oh. be great, though. So, I'm so upset about the boys. They're only releasing on Fridays. What the but crap? But they have three episodes out already, so just don't power through them. Well, that's the problem. Oh, right. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm a binger. Hopefully, they'll have it done by the time Mandalorian Season 2 comes out, because the instant that comes out, the world shuts down for me. I'm sorry. Is is that October, Matt? What, yep. Is October. that when it comes out? Yeah, October. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love love me some Mando. Woo. Nice. I got to see some more Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's awesome. He he's uh, the child. You mean the child? Have you uh, gotten uh, your spawn a uh, Baby Yoda plush yet? Uh, I have not. I have not. Uh, I think you're a terrible. I think father. that's. I think that's. Uh, you know, Christmas is around the corner, Matt. Um, 
We can figure it out. If not, I will send you one for his freaking birthday. I swear to God. <laughs> if not, I will send him a toy for someone older than him. And then you ought to deal with that fallout. <laughs> no, that'd nice. be too cruel. That'd be really cruel. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, uh, let's do it, man. Uh, let's get out of here. But don't forget, people, coming up real quick. My interview with Lisa Live and Local on Magic 99.1, where I talk about Tenet as well, right after the end of the pod. So there you go. Mike, uh, do your thing. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, catch us on the uh, the socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, all the things like that. And, uh, you know, go out and watch as many movies as you can. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Wait, let me guess. It's Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds Podcast. Did you get caller ID finally? <laughs> no caller ID here, buddy. Just ESPN in my head. ESPN. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you didn't watch the D-backs game because we are uh, just a disaster right now. Oh, my gosh. They have lost 16 out of the last 18 games. Unbelievable. No, I haven't wasted any time watching any baseball whatsoever. Hockey, on the other hand, that's where it's at. Yeah. I mean, at least they're doing good. Well, yeah, it's exciting. I love it. The hockey just seems normal to me. So anyhow, how you doing there, Maddie? You have a good three-day weekend? Uh, it was okay. It, it could have been better. It could have been worse. It but, been. you know, the, the the really awesome thing is I went and saw a movie in the movie theater. Yes. Yeah, so tell me, how was it? Did you sit through the whole movie with your mask on? Uh, yes, except for when I was, you know, uh, shoveling popcorn down my gullet. Right, right. Was it weird to sit there with your mask on during a movie? Uh, it's a little warm. Yeah. I'll definitely say that. It's a little warm. Uh, I've noticed a side effect for the ones that if you wrap them around your ear, yeah. if you wear them for long periods of time, you start getting zits behind your oh, ear, which no. really sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have one that wraps around the back of my head as well. Okay. I wore that one. That's, that was a lot more comfortable for long periods of time. Okay. All right. And they socially distanced everybody. I mean, this is the first I've heard yeah. of an experience in the theater. It, was it normal? Was it pretty much normal? Except for it the mask? pretty much normal Except for the mass and also the uh, depressing thing of watching all the trailers of movies that should have come out months ago. Oh. That was depressing. Okay, all right, fair enough. But you did see a movie that just came out, Tenet. Yeah. What'd I, you think? Um, it's not for everybody. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen Inception. Um, uh, no. Okay, well, it's uh, another one of Christopher Nolan's uh, written and directed by films that deals with time. Okay. This film is like Inception on steroids crossed with James Bond. Because you liked Inception, right? I did. I did. I really enjoyed Inception. Now, I I liked this film as well. I thought it was pretty good, especially the visual effects. There's not a whole lot of emotion in the characters, which... He usually has in most of his films, mm-hmm. but but it gets very confusing, especially for the first hour because they don't explain anything. Things just kind of happen. Okay, and then about halfway through the film, 
something happens and then everything starts finally making sense. And I don't know if a lot of people are really going to like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sit there confused for a full hour until you start to pick up. Yeah. That's a long time. Right. The visual effects though are stunning. I mean, most of it is not CGI and I have no clue how they did it. Really? I, really, I mean, it's that amazing. I'm serious. Wow. So is it worth seeing just for the special effects? In the theater, if uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, with the risk of the coronavirus and everything, I mean, I went in the middle of the afternoon on Saturday, and there was me and my significant other and uh, father and son, and that was it. And we were in the big theater at Picture Show. Right. So if you can get a showing like that where no one else is there, I would say definitely it was a great experience. But if you're, you know afraid of the virus, I would say, you know, hold out until it comes out at home. Because if you like it and you like all this visual stuff, it'll totally be worth it seeing on a big screen. But if you didn't like Inception, there you go. If you didn't like Inception, don't, because okay. it'll just make you frustrated. Fair <laughs> enough. Don't risk your life to see this movie unless you really want to. Right. <laughs> all right. right. Very exactly. good. How many reels are you exactly. going to give it? I give it three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. All right. Well, you scored it right where Rotten Tomatoes did. Their tomato meter was at 74. Their audience score was at 78. Yeah. So right around the same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about the same. Yeah. And most of that, honestly, was the visual effects and the acting. The acting is very, very good. It's uh, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki. It, the acting was fantastic. So the, the dialogue was not. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. That's a fair review. What are you going to be watching next week? Uh, I don't know. I think we might go and try and watch that new Mutants movie. It's in the theaters as well, and it's getting pretty rough reviews. And, you know, we're really close, tied in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though that movie really isn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It's close. So. Right, right. Yeah, so I think that's what we'll probably do. It's ranked at 32% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So good luck with yeah, that I've one. A lot. <laughs> yeah. You guys can catch Matt's podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds, and you can catch him here usually every Monday morning on what station, Maddie? The one, the only, Magic 99.1. You got that right. <laughs>